And we're live. Episode two. <laughs> we mm. actually have a name now. Yeah, what's it called? You know, it's really funny as I was telling people about this. And they're like, what's it called? And I was like, I should know this. And they're like, can't believe you don't know the name of the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that makes it pretty good. I was like, no, 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 it's called I Should Know This. So if you're new here, I'm Joey. I'm Ellie. And this is episode two. Yeah. We're going to go at the premises that we should <clears throat> know the topics we talk about um, that we're asked about. I feel like we don't need to explain it every time. It's just like, listen to the first episode. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. <laughs> We're trying a different mic, so hopefully it's easier to listen to. We, we appreciate all the feedback. Yeah, it's been pretty good so far. Leave it in the comment box below. Yeah, if you, or... <laughs> I know I said subscribe and like, but I was like making fun of YouTube people, and I had people ask me how they can like it. And I was like, I think you can only rate it on, like, the Apple Store and stuff. I don't think there's a like button. Yeah. Um, who went first last time? I did. Because I didn't me? know. They, no, like, you went first asking. Okay. Are you doing it that way? Um, I can ask you first if you want. Fine. Let's go. Let's get it. I'm, I've been nervous all week. Seven days of anxiety. I've been nervous, too. Ugh. And that, I was like, we shouldn't. It shouldn't be such high stakes, you know, like, I think the whole point is that it's okay to, like, be embarrassed that you don't know it. It's called, I should know this, but, like... Should. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that you have to. It's an ego. It's an yeah. ego bump. Yeah, it's true. Right. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, my question has to do with something that we both love. Oh, shoot. And, um... It's, it's, I figured it's kind of an, like a, a nugget personal. of a question and then it can kind of progress based on. But that could be another question for another week. I feel like I don't need to actually give this disclaimer, but I just want to know how caffeine works. Like. How caffeine works? Yeah. Why is caffeine something that like wakes you up? It does it have to do with the chemical structure. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so perfect. Thanks for seeing you guys. Oh, I got your question now. You don't know. Um, jeez, I don't remember. Okay, so I I remember the LD fifty. What it is, is LD like fifty? Two hundred milligram. No, what? I don't even know that. This is what awesome. is LD fifty? Um, the lethal dose. Oh, of, of caffeine. 50, yeah. I so. never think of. Caffeine is having a lethal dose. Yeah. That's crazy. It can kill you. Okay. Let's let's try and go back to, to what caffeine is. Because it does make is. your heart beat too fast or so something? I am, I am not an organic chemist <laughs> by any means. <laughs> um, Did I ask and, a bad question? No, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do, see what I can recall. Okay. Does it have like a sterile... Freak. This is so... Well, why don't you list Basic. the things that you have to think that it has, or you're, talk through it, like talk through well, what you're thinking. Okay. okay, so back in 2005 or 2006, I got a mug from a chemical company. We have that mug still. It's a caffeine mug. And it talks about all the fun stuff of caffeine. 
all the technical stuff. I wish I was drinking that. I'm drinking a coffee now. Well, not right now, but I have. Do a you want to grab the mug? You can grab the mug. All right. All right, we're back, Joey. I think I like the idea of. Um, so one of the things that we talked about was music. No, no, but one the of the things we music. talked about was like um, being able to give yourself a hint. Or having the person that's supposed to explain it read the fact check. Because maybe that, like, only reading a sentence, something can come back to you and you can use that explanation, you know? Sure. So, I'm just bringing this up, like, I have no problem with you grabbing that mug. In the real world, like, when you don't know something, you have so much at your disposal. So, I grabbed the mug, I read the chemical structure, but that's all I did. Okay. But I'm just going to talk about how caffeine works. Okay. More than the chemistry of caffeine. Okay, so caffeine is the world's number one drug. Did you know that fact? I didn't. Okay. It's technically the number one drug in the world. Um, how what works... classifies something as a drug? Because it has like a toxicity, I think. Oh, means... right, right, right. I always forget that people are like, alcohol is poison. And mm-hmm. like drugs are poison. And you just do it in small doses and it alters your mind. Yeah. Or large it's like we're all just like really little alters your life. Yeah, we're little just slowly poisoning ourselves. Well, I don't think it's toxic like alcohol is because your body can process caffeine better right. than it can process alcohol. So there are certain things that you can and can't process. So how caffeine works though is it, and again I should know this, and I'm <laughs> we're gonna fact check this, but it's like a vasodilator. So it gets your blood flowing more, your heartbeat increases. Mm-hmm. Um, what else would it do? How does it, it kill it, you? We have to check that out. Okay. Um, but I think it's beyond a certain amount. You know, you can get the shakes from excessive caffeine. Right. Um, trying to think what else there could be that I would know about caffeine. Any interesting factoids that I have left? I don't think I have anything. Let's pull out the mug. So this is our second time trying to record the same exact question because then we had the pets going crazy. Yeah. So Ellie, please ask. Well, I just want to say as like a disclaimer to everything, I think we just had it so easy the first time that now it feels like everything it's is crazy. Going. But really, that was an anomaly, not what's happening now. And where we live is a very packed city. So there's lots of traffic. There's power tools. There's horns honking usually. Mm-hmm. Please don't honk. Please don't honk for the next 20 minutes. And there's like, it's a very windy day. We can hear the wind from inside of our apartment because we're at a dead end of a street. But I don't think you guys can hear it, so that's a good sign. Okay. So my question was, why are animals like dogs so much more affected by things like caffeine than humans? And I didn't do any research since the second time... We did this question. Um, so dogs are smaller, so they're gonna be more affected just because they are less mass. And then also, I think it's like their bodies process things differently than we do. So is it the fact that they don't have certain enzymes? Or is that not part of it? So I think we talked about it in the first podcast that you are the pet person. You know much more about pets and what they can and can't eat and probably how they function better than I do. Yeah, I, but I know the facts without knowing why. That's what you're here for. You're... I don't know the why about animals. You don't learn about that in biology? No, we talk about humans. And we talk That's about it? mice. We oh. talk about mice because they're 
similar systems. But if you had to extrapolate, would you assume that it's because they don't have certain enzymes? Well, I don't know if it's completely toxic or if it's only kind of toxic. Like, I don't know what happened if the dog had some caffeine. Are they supposed to have any? Um, I just think they're super affected by it. And I think a lot of it has to do with their size. But I was going to say... Um, just as like a normal question, is it safe to assume that anything you're putting into your body, if you have, you need an enzyme to break it down? There's no other course of action other than it, your body trying to just get it out. Is that right? Yeah, generally speaking. Okay. Your body has to process it or break it down or utilize it somehow. So is this where we do the fact check? Um, I thought you were going to look at your mug first and read us some of the facts from your mug. So it doesn't have as much as I thought it had. It says it's anhydrous USP grade from Spectrum Chemicals. What's Again, the chemical formula for it? Not a plug. This is not a sponsored ad. It's C8H10N4O2. And it's 137-trimethylxanthine. Which I thought it was a still bean. Maybe it still is, but we can save that question for another day. What is a still bean? Exactly. Okay. Um, yeah, and it doesn't. It says the anhydrous basis has a 98.5 to 101 assay and melting range after drying of 235 to 239 degrees Celsius, which is pretty high. Um, it's a health risk of two, a flammability of one, and reactivity is zero. So we're just going to look up caffeine in general to see if we can get some feedback on how it works. It's a central nervous system stimulant. What did you say it was? That's exactly what I said it was. But you said something with the word vascular. (laughs) Yeah. What is that? Um, Hold on. It is the world's most widely consumed psychoactive drug. Do we want to go into the details of what a psychoactive drug is no we can save that for another day okay. well if you ask me that i might not be able to answer i was about to say isn't that like kind of getting into neuroscience maybe um there are several known mechanisms of action to explain the effects of caffeine we can go into the details of that what was if, the word uh, you used to describe it a vasodilator is that right yeah it definitely is so it's dilating your veins, so, it's so more blood can go through it? Yeah, some more going to flow. It is... I'm just looking at... Elimination of half-life for adults is three to seven hours. So after three to seven hours, half of it will leave your body. Mm-hmm. Um, duration of action, three to four hours. And then... Why doesn't it have the LD50? I thought it would have that somewhere. Or did I just... Skin past it too quickly. What is LD50? The lethal dose. Oh, that's right. Wow, you're like explaining all this stuff and it's, I don't remember any of it. I just don't care. That's so. not true. I drink caffeine every day. I really <laughs> care about it. That's why I asked. Um, so you get enhanced performance, cognitive, even physical. And... Yeah, so. I heard people like... I heard runners sometimes will have caffeine before a run because it helps physically, but that you become kind of tolerant to it. Whoa, maybe I'm an idiot. Caffeine can increase blood pressure and cause vasoconstriction. Yikes. Increase blood pressure. So it's not a vasodilator. I was thinking maybe it had the same effects as adrenaline, but 
I'm wrong. Look at that. Oh, man. Well, now I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and so okay. your thought process was comparing it to adrenaline? Yeah, because it's a stimulant. Or it's stimulating your body to a certain degree. Interesting. I'm trying to find... But I feel of, like adrenaline is more than a stimulant in the body. It does a lot of things, right? We can okay. save that for another day. So the consumption of 1 to 1.5 grams per day is associated with a condition known as caffeinism. Um, it usually is that a Wikipedia thing? Caffeine dependency with a wide range of unpleasant symptoms, including nervousness, irritability, restlessness, insomnia, headaches, and palpitations after caffeine use. Mm. Palpitation sounds serious. It is serious. Massive overdose can result in death. The LD50 of caffeine in humans is dependent on individual sensitivity, but is estimated to be 150 to 200 milligrams per kilo of body body mass. So if you're 50 kilos... So, for example, if you're... My weight, let's say 150, I'm more than 150, but they have 150 in here. In kilos? No, it's 150 pounds. Okay. We're talking, which is about... It's like 150 kilos is huge. No. Um, <laughs> so it's 75 to 100 cups of coffee for an adult of my size-ish would die. Wow. A number of fatalities have been caused by overdoses of readily available powdered caffeine supplements for which the estimated lethal dose... Um, is less than a tablespoon. So this pure caffeine from Spectrum, don't do a tablespoon because mm. that's going to be like 200 milligrams. Dead. Do people snort the powder or how do they ingest it? Um, I, they probably just eat it. Eat, you um, can't eat powder. Yeah, you can. You can mix it with things. But there are liver cirrhosis from caffeinated mints. Interesting. Wow. Who knew? Yeah. That's like a big thing with like long distance truck drivers, right? Which part? Like pure caffeine, like caffeine mints or caffeine powder. I don't know, actually. Um... Okay, well I think after like a few hours we actually got through your question. I think we answered most of the questions. The mechanism of action... There's, there's more than one, so we're not going to go into the details of it. Mm. And it gets very scientific, which is probably going to be very boring. The idea was to keep this relatively simple. Well, it should right? be something that everyone can understand. I mean, it may, it, what I don't understand is how if it's constricting uh, your, your blood vessels, how that helps wake you up and how that's good for physical performance. No, that's... That's, let's say, more of a side effect. Got that's it. not necessarily what you're drinking it for. So the primary mechanism of action, it's an antagonist of adenosine receptors in the brain. And all of this is kind of stimulating you. Got it. So that's it. And that outweighs the side effect, even in physical performance. Yeah, I'd have to go back to that. Thanks for asking Sorry. No, I would, I'm just going to assume that to be true because why else would they say it would help you physically? So caffeine is a proven ergogenic aid in humans. Caffeine improves athletic performance in aerobic and anaerobic conditions. 
Moderate doses of caffeine, five milligrams per kilo, can improve sprint performance, cycling and runtime trial performance, endurance, and cycling power output. It increases basal metabolic rate in adults. It also improves muscular strength and power and may enhance muscular endurance. Got it. So that answers. Cool. Caffeine, sorry to know more. That's okay. I should know this. <laughs> I'm so nervous. Oh my God. Are you ready? I'm like for really this? nervous. I don't know why I get so worked up about it. My idea is to work her up so much so <sighs> that she freaks out. But you're gonna you're gonna be so relieved. I hope so. So you always talk about this. Oh you god. You work with this stuff. Yeah. She she works in Wi Fi and, and whatnot. <laughs> in case you guys don't know that. <laughs> and we have a router at home, we have a modem, we have all this cool Wi Fi stuff that I'm responsible for because Ellie gets home and doesn't want to deal with it. Which is You fine. also enjoy dealing with it, I, I think. I do like it. Yeah. Because it's not my job. But we went to, to see some friends, and she was talking about their access point. She loved it. Well, except the placement, maybe. <laughs> and my question is, I don't really know what an access point is. So yeah. could you explain that? Is it like a router or a modem? Mm-hmm. Dumb it down to a, a five-year-old's understanding for me. An access point, is it's not the same as your router. It's basically... Um, like the antennas that are spreading the signal. And some access points have like a lot of processing power on them. So they're like little computers. And then other access points like just send the signal back to like a controller in a room somewhere. And that's what's going to then send it to like your servers or your your internet connection. So can we go back to your first? An access point is an antenna. Okay. But you were saying something about residential. So you're not in access. You don't see access points in in like apartments or houses unless they're really big, and because the antennas on our router is effective enough. Yeah, and the router combined all of the equipment that's like in a room in a building into one thing. Okay, so it's a consolidated. So an access point is part of let's say a, a larger network. system yeah okay there's gonna be like a quote-unquote router when like a building gets incoming service so it's getting incoming service from a service provider like um at t or verizon okay and then that's gonna go to like um a core through a router to a core switch and that switch is then going to be at diverting all of the data traffic where it needs to go in your system in your overall system but since homes don't have like this i mean you're getting internet of things and you're getting all of this stuff that's like joining onto home networks now but in general it doesn't have like a really crazy wired infrastructure or like a crazy wireless infrastructure Okay. Does that make sense? So let's say I buy a giant warehouse. Yeah. I'm going to have a box, which is going to be where all the data is kind of being managed from. And then... It's like a cabinet. And then there's all these, let's say, offshoots of like wiring that goes to an access point that mm-hmm. actually gives me 
the antenna signal, etc. Yeah, the access point, I mean, in its dumbest form, is just another antenna. So, like, you're sending the signal through your category cabling or whatever to the antenna. Okay. And that's dispersing it through the air. So, when I have poor Wi-Fi... And let's say there's average usage. It's not like a busy place or whatnot. Is it then because of poor placement or just state of technology? So poor Wi-Fi can mean a lot of things. Because this is what we care about, you know. It is, and unfortunately, (laughs) there's not a lot that, like, you as the end user can do about it if it's not, like, your own system. Basically, what you're saying is that no matter what, I do. I cannot get better Wi-Fi, whether I stand closer to that access point in a Starbucks or in a stadium, because there's other factors that play into it. You can definitely stand closer. That's, like, not a bad idea. But if you've already been showing five bars, standing closer is probably not going to help. Got it. Because there's other stuff going on. So there's a limited amount of the like spectrum that is allowed to be used for wi-fi so you get these small channels and the antenna the radio can only transmit on a certain frequency band so like 20 megahertz of space sure so there's um a limit to the capacity and speed that you can get just from that and the way that they're making it better despite that is by um, using better ways to process that signal so they use um, it's like it's called OFDMA okay, into it. but it's basically how they're modulating the signal so that it can like send it out, and then read it back faster. Got it. Um, so let me ask another simple question and answer me please in layman terms. I'm sorry. I'm trying. If I have a, if I have a house, right, mm-hmm. and let's say it's 2,000 square feet, you got two floors, you have the um, router downstairs, mm-hmm. you have the extender mm-hmm. somewhere else, you have the extender plugged in, let's say it's a neck gear or something like that. Mm-hmm. You have that plugged in upstairs. Does that make that an access point? No, it's an extender. So it's not an access point. Uh, I mean, that's just like technicality, but I would not consider it an access point. Why not? It's like a repeater. Yeah, it repeats the signal. Mm-hmm. But it's using the same exact... Like, when you say access point, you're basically implying that it's, like, its own antenna on its own channel transmitting something different. An access point. I guess so. It's its own channel on its own antenna. Well, see, we were talking about this kind of offline a little bit, but it really depends on, like, they're just getting more and more technologically advanced with access points so it's hard to define even what they are anymore i mean it's an antenna it is but like the difference with an extender is that so an extender is also an antenna but it's just um it's using whatever signal it can pick up from the original router so like it's not giving you any more capacity it's only giving you more coverage got it interesting 
Is it? Yeah. I think you got a little <laughs> technical there. At Sorry. Some point, but for the most part, it's I, good to know. Because I didn't know it was an antenna. I just thought it was a mm-hmm. router or maybe an extender or something like that. Yeah, the way that they like labeled all of the home stuff that they sell you has made it harder for everyday people to understand the words people are using. Like so the- as an everyday person, an access point is kind of irrelevant. It's good for function, but it's not something that I need in my house. It's not something that I want necessarily because it's already built into the router essentially. Well, the router that you get from the service providers is not great, but you already replace the routers you get. You already use like an airport or something different. So like a really easy fix to having better Wi-Fi in any home or apartment is to like get your own. True. But that's another topic for another day. (laughs) Do we need to fact check? I don't even know that. I mean, you can look up what they say the definition is, but I feel pretty confident that I know what I'm talking about. So in computer networking, a wireless access point, which is redundant, a WAP. So if you check technical jargon, I'm just making it up. I've been trying to take the W off of stuff I've been writing because there's no wired act like there's no such thing like wireless is redundant to say it before access point. It says or more generally just access point. Okay. There's a networking hardware device that allows a Wi-Fi device to connect to a wired network. The AP, that's the access point, Mm -hmm. usually connects to a router via wired network as a standalone device, but can also be an integral component of the router itself. An AP is a different, um, is differentiated from a hotspot, which is the physical location where Wi-Fi access to a WLAN is available. <laughs> that was a, I feel like my definition was better than that one. Yeah, that, that wasn't very um, clear. Oh, a W... LAN is a wireless local area network. Exactly. Just if that helps you understand that at all. But I don't know that it does. Don't you want to read? There's. I something? could talk about this for hours. I feel like you got to cut me off. So it has its limitations, but we're not going to go into detail. And it has special security considerations, which we're also not going to go into too much detail on. Security. Security is a big thing. Well, um, of course it's a big thing. But, but you know what? There was, So this conference I went to on Wi-Fi, I guess a few weeks ago now, the guy was talking about how everyone says um, Wi-Fi is so, like, insecure. And the truth is that it's pretty secure, and they're coming out with better encryption, so it's getting more secure. And oftentimes, people have, like, passwords on their Wi-Fi, but they don't have locks on the doors to, like, their switch rooms. So, like, people are not... Sorry. Let me rephrase that. When you go into an office, I'm sure you've seen like a data jack on a wall. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing stopping you from plugging whatever you want into that. Sure. So in many ways, wired infrastructure is just as unsafe as wireless. True. Neither are... Perfect. Perfect, right. But don't worry that much. (laughs) Except, you know, here at our home, we are so secure... We're yeah, like, don't even try to hack yeah, try. this shit. No, do we? Oh. We have, we can believe, we can always believe. And I think this is a, a good summary. Good questions. Great question. I, I feel Vaso so happy. Vasoconstrictors, 
also known as caffeine. Um, and we will see you guys in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Don't know what this topics will be. But if you have ideas, let us know. Feedback is always great. Yeah, we've really liked the feedback. Like, <laughs> subscribe, comment, <laughs> and call in. I don't know if you can call in. It's on no. a radio station. <laughs> this was, I should know this, with Joey and Ellie. Do, 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 do. <laughs>